Welcome to the All-American Spook Show Podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. (laughs) Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the All-American Spook Show Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm here with Willie and Smoke. Hola. Hey. (laughs) Very appropriate. Hola for this film today. Yes. Although, well, Argentina, that's a Spanish-speaking country, right? It's not like, is that a variation of Spanish, Argentinian, or do they just speak Spanish there? I'm not sure. I guess it's just... I know Spanish, but uh, it might be the more traditional Spanish from Spain as opposed to... Like Mexican? How would, uh, up Mexi- or how yeah. they would speak in Mexico, yeah. Because I don't think Mexican is a language. No, Spanish well, there, too. It's just I think there's different pronunciations of words and stuff that, that mean the same, but are a little bit pronounced slightly differently, maybe. Yeah, like, the official language is Spanish. Now that yep. we've offended at least three separate countries, <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. <laughs> uh, today's show, we will be talking about the more recent... I guess it's a 2017 film or 2018 at least released here in the U.S. Adorados in Argentina, which uh, in English is called Terrified. Um, it's a Shutter exclusive, I guess, here in the U.S. So I would imagine that's pretty much the only way most people that are listening to this have probably seen it, um, unless there's other ways, you know, in other countries, I guess. I'm not sure how that distribution works on this. Yeah, I know. I know at least here in the U.S., right? It's Shutter original. Yeah. For the time being, anyways, it's yeah, only and, on Shutter. Yeah, and, and I'm sure until they lose their little window of exclusivity. Yeah. Yeah. And I would assume it's out on Blu-ray. I never did actually look to see if it was or not. Is it? Yeah. Or is it just on Shutter? I don't think. It, I thought. I, you know, I didn't look 100 percent at that either, but I don't think that it is. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but I don't. I'm, I don't think it's been released on Blu-ray yet. Well, I'm sure with the uh, you know recent popularity of it, it'll probably it's probably just a matter of time. It'll be released on DVD and Blu-ray. Oh yeah, Here's yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it's probably if it's not, and I didn't think it was, then it's probably because of the whole Shutter exclusivity yeah, right now. I'm, 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 I don't know, but I'm sure it works like they have like a set amount of months or a year or so before it's you know it's it can be seen on other things. So I'm sure it'll be more wide eventually. But if you have access to Shutter, then uh, you can go check this out. And uh, before we get too deep into anything else, you know, especially with a movie like this that maybe not so many people have seen, I just want everybody to know now that this is a spoiler-filled podcast, so we'll be going deep into it and, uh, you know, spoiling the hell out of it. So if you haven't watched it, you know, hit pause, come back to us later. This will be here for your listening pleasure. Um, But I would definitely suggest checking it out, you know, for yourself before you listen to this, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of things I think that you definitely want to experience on your own before having anybody tell you all about it first <laughs> yeah and i mean and honestly you could say the same about any movie but especially a movie like this True. where you know some of the stuff's yeah. going to come out of left field if, especially if you haven't seen it you're like, what the hell are they talking about or some of yeah. these things you have True. to see for yourself that's for sure so uh will have you uh what have you been up to lately it's been uh well almost about a month since our last show um so what have you been you watching anything new lately up to anything good I uh, finally got caught up on The Walking Dead. Uh, I've been watching uh, Star Wars Resistance. Just about caught up on that. I haven't checked that out I yet. Saw... Is that pretty good? Yeah, it's pretty solid. And it, it obviously takes place right uh, sometime before The Force Awakens. Does it hold up to uh, Rebels? What, wasn't that the name of Star Wars Rebels? The uh, the other? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, 
I, I guess it would be still too early to say. Okay, yeah. How many episodes in is it now? Probably like seven or eight or so now. Uh, right? I think it's 11. 11? Okay, well, it's a little further yeah. along. Uh, when saw uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I haven't got a chance to see that yet either. Is it good? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty solid flick. And then uh, uh, last night, uh, me and the wife sat down and watched uh, Bird Box with uh, Sandra Bullock. Oh, yeah, that one's been all the rage here lately. How- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> so, about a thousand memes I think I've seen on that yeah. in like one day. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I think I know what the movie's about without seeing a damn scene of it. So, so is it? does it hold up to the hype? What is it, good, bad, indifferent? What is it? Uh, it, it, it's okay. There, there's some spots that that are solid, but to me, it just feels like it's a quiet place. But don't look. Well, have you seen it yet, sir? So, no, no, I have, no, no, I haven't seen it. But like I said, I, the memes and everything and the hype for it. Yeah, well, yeah, you can't I help mean, but notice. But you, I haven't you, gone. I, I would imagine if you just see watch a, it, if I would imagine if you just see a couple of these memes, you pretty much get the gist <laughs> of kind of what it's about, you know. True. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be on there somewhere. Some sometime I'll probably end up catching it, but haven't haven't yet. But uh, I did see the house that Jack built, which was uh, Lars von Trier's new film. So I'm sure that's weird as shit. That that was yeah, it was great though. I loved it. It was actually, I mean, it is. It was you know, it's a Lars von Trier film, so it's got it goes out there a little bit, but it's yeah. not as surreal and out there as say the Antichrist or something. You know, it's a it's it's pretty much grounded in a linear kind of plot. But uh, but it does have its moments where it goes out in left field, but but very good. And Matt Dillon was great in it. Is that Blu-ray, digital theater? What is that? How'd you see it? Uh, we saw it on. It, it may be out on Blu-ray or digital. I mean, I know it's on digital, but I'm trying to think which might have been Shutter that we saw that one on too. Oh, okay. It was definitely on one of the. I got so many services that like Hulu, <laughs> Shutter, Netflix. Yeah, that yeah. I can't remember sometimes which unless it's a unless it stays you know Netflix original or Shutter exclusive or something. Sometimes forget which damn service I saw it on. A lot of times, if I'm looking, yeah, it was definitely streaming. A lot of times, if I'm looking for something particular like that, but I don't know where it's at, I'll just type in the name of the, you know, I'll just go on Google, type it in, and hit, you know, and then type in streaming, and then it'll usually show you like where it's streaming at, or if you have to rent it or something. Have you seen anything else lately other than other than that one in the last month or so? What What have you been into? Uh, let's see. That was uh, that one we just watched just recently here a couple of days ago. Uh, I wanted to go see Aquaman, but I didn't get a chance to yet. But in the next couple of days, I'll probably end up seeing Aquaman, Bumblebee, and uh, and Spider Man in the multiverse. So I keep forgetting. Might even do them all. I do a triple feature day and do all three of them in one day. But I keep forgetting about Bumblebee, but I would like to see that. Yeah, yeah. I thought. I mean, the Michael Bay Transformer movies. I thought, yeah, they're okay. All right, mm. but I mean, I always, I always thought that Bumblebee should have still been the Volkswagen bug. Yeah. And at least he is in here. So. This, yeah, this one goes back to the '80s, right? It's kind of a prequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything that I've heard on that is, uh, uh, like at least as far as reviews, has been pretty positive. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, it seems like a lot of these, lot, some, well, these, these two, at least Aquaman and uh, Bumblebee, seem to be that had that retro feel to at least in the trailers. I mean, I haven't seen them yet, but mm. the trailers kind of give you that. Aquaman is a little bit more lighthearted. I mean, I'm not saying this is going all the way back to the Super Friends style of Aquaman, but it has a little bit of that retro feel to it, it seems like, in the trailer to me. Yeah. And Bumblebee definitely does, too. And even the Shazam that's going to be coming out looks like it has that retro. Because, I mean, I, I mean, this puts my age out there again, too, but I remember that 
the uh, live action Shazam show that used to air Saturday morning. And, uh, you know, it's got that goofy, campy kind of feel to it. And the, I, and I, the Shazam seems to have that, too. I've seen bits and pieces of that, but I think that was a little bit before my day on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that definitely ages me. That's, I can't uh, remember exactly what I did. That was, it was right? mid-70s, I think. Yeah. I, uh, myself, I watched, uh, I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies since it's that time of year. So, oh, yeah. All, yeah. All, all Pretty much all the standards, you know. Uh, including Jingle All the Way. Oh, yeah, Jingle All Yeah, we didn't get to watch that one this year. I do, usually do include that somewhere at some yeah. point. I mean, sometimes <laughs> it might be more like every other year that it ends up getting around to it again. But but uh, that one we didn't get to this year. Like, did uh, you end up watching the, uh, the Christmas Chronicles? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. That was really good. Yeah, it was surprising. I, yeah, that one's on uh, Netflix with Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, that was definitely one that was on my list, but just didn't. Didn't get around watching. I might have just watch it being after Christmas. Yeah, and watch it anyway. even though yeah, even though we're past Christmas, you should probably give it a watch, man. It was it was like he said, it was surprisingly good. I I really enjoyed it, and I'm usually not too too much into the uh, newer Christmas movies. At least it's been a while. Oh yeah. Since. oh yeah, we did see Office Christmas Party, even though I know that was from wasn't that from the year before? But yeah, I think that was a year or two ago. I haven't seen. Uh, that. I haven't I seen, that got seen that first time. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, speaking of Shudder, I actually watched uh, a Christmas movie on Shudder. All the it was called "All the Creatures Were Stirring." Yeah, I saw, I saw that up there. I haven't wa- I didn't get a chance to watch that one either, but it was on my I'm on my radar. But how was that? It's it's weird, but good. I, yeah. I, I don't really know how how many different ways to say, it, but it, it's definitely like an anthology type of thing too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think I heard that too. Yeah, an anthology. Yeah. So. Um, it's weird in parts for sure because, like, especially at the beginning of the movie, you don't know what the hell is going on. But it's pretty good. I would definitely recommend you know checking it out as far as Christmas horror movies are concerned. Yeah, I've been catching up on uh, you know still still kind of plugging away slowly but surely on the uh, the first uh, last drive in with Joe Bob Briggs. <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah honestly, we have we still have a couple of watching that too, and as well as the newest one that you know. That he came out with. I mean, I mean the first, the, even the first one. I can't yeah. remember what there was one left. I think I had to watch in the first, his first, you know, last driving with Joe Bob. Yeah. And then this most recent one, I didn't see any of the Christmas one, which I think was the uh, Phantasm movies. And was there a couple other ones in there too, besides uh, Phantasm? Maybe? No, I think he just did like it's all Phantasm. Yeah, I think it was four or five Phantasm movies. But if I'm not mistaken, I think they said they skipped the second one, so it goes from like the yeah, first yeah. one to the third one. I guess. I don't know why that was. I don't know if it's some licensing I'm sure issue. It must have been, yeah. Probably the shutter couldn't get it or something. I don't know. But yeah, I saw that. And I and I thought for sure it would be the uh Silent Night Daily Night movies. But uh no. I guess he was trying to be going with uh you know, trying to throw a curveball in there to you yeah. know, to not give you what you expected necessarily. Yeah, I mean like everything I had read and kind of anticipated it was gonna be that and then all of a sudden it was fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, I watched uh um on the the first marathon, you know the one he did back in the summer. I watched, uh, finished watching Blood Feast, then I watched Basket Case. Oh. Uh, I watched Reanimator again, and then I'm I'm kind of halfway in the middle of watching Demons. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You seen Demons before though? I don't, or is that the first? No, no, I don't think I have. Honestly, yeah, I, yeah, I love that one. It's eighties Italian horror. I think that Argento had a hand in, but didn't. Yeah, I think he produced it, but Lumberto Bava directed it, which was Mario Bava's son. So that's. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Like it was, uh, he he was a producer. I think uh, Argento was a producer on that one, if I'm not mistaken. But a producer yeah. with a with a strong hand in the outcome of it. I think. I think he was more than just the, more than just the putting his name to it and putting some money into it. I think he had 
little bit more of a, a say in the finished product of it. And I'm still watching that one, but you can definitely tell it's far more uh, 80s. Yeah. Than, oh, yeah. You know, than, uh, the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially compared to Suspiria that we watched a couple episodes ago <laughs> or uh, yeah. last episode or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, the last the last uh, three on that marathon were uh, the Legend, oh, of, Legend Bo- of Boggy Creek. Yeah, the yeah. Legend of Boggy <laughs> Creek, Hellraiser, and Pieces. So I still have to watch yes. those on there. Oh man, Pieces! Pieces uh, is one of my probably top slasher movies, uh, along with Maniac, William Lustig's Maniac. Will those be- two are uh, way up there. You haven't seen Pieces yet, though, have you? No, I haven't seen that one. Believe it or not, uh, that might be one we need to do on the show. Yeah. Well, it definitely is one we need to do yeah, on the show yeah, at some I'm point. Sure, we will. <laughs> will, I know you've seen all of these a hundred times, right? <laughs> to to do the uh, old joke. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've seen you've at least seen Hellraiser, right? Uh, Pin, pinhead and all I, that. You know, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen the original. I think I've seen like a couple of the like strays after that. But I think the first one and the third one are my favorites. Oh, is it, yeah, I like. I like. I mean, the, the second one's good I, too. But yeah, I, I think I like mine in, in that order. Actually, they came out in first, second, and third. Yeah. I mean, not that I don't just not that I don't like the third as I do like it, but after the third is when it's kind of like, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely starts to tail off. But then again, most movies that last past three movies, they usually start tailing <laughs> off after that, or most franchises. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't it's not to say that they aren't entertaining in their own way. It's just that you know, I can't really think of any other thing. I mean, you know, I've just been watching a lot of Christmas movies and stuff. You know, during the holidays and catching up on a few TV shows here and there. So. uh yeah. So how was Die Hard? Oh yeah, I did watch that. I did. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. You got to watch it. Yeah. Are, are we going to have this debate? I mean, like, it's not a debate, right? It's a, it's a fucking Christmas movie, right? I agree. I agree with this Christmas movie. I mean, the Christmas is more than just it's more than just there in the movie. I mean, there's, there's like yeah, like you know, it like, plays a part. It's almost like I compare like say Lethal Weapon. Some people try to say that, but like it's just it just happens to be Christmas. Happens during that, yeah. But in, in Die Hard, to me, it's like that movie wouldn't happen if it weren't Christmas. Right, yeah. Or and maybe, maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't, but the situation where he's there and all that stuff, it's because of Christmas. Yeah. 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 So, therefore, a Christmas movie. <laughs> I agree with that logic. Well, that's good. We all agree. <laughs> Is it the same kind of logic that would go? I mean, this might be a bit more of an obscure reference, but uh, when it comes to, to New Year's coming you know, along here, Mm-hmm. There's New Year's Evil, which is very obviously a New Year's horror slasher type movie. Mm-hmm. There's some uh, other ones out there that aren't as obvious, but there's like a Terror Train. They're mm-hmm. on the train riding it because it's New Year's Eve and everything. Yeah. Then you have something like Bloody New Year's. But you watch that movie has absolutely nothing to do with New Year's, <laughs> other than the title Bloody New Year's and the cover has a picture of a skeleton blowing like one of those New Year's festive, you know, yeah, the blower things or whatever and confetti and all that. Nothing at all to do with music. <laughs> like, like I think I even referenced this before in one of our other ones. That movie, Don't Answer the Phone, has nothing to oh, do yeah. with any phone threats or anything. <laughs> it just so happened to fall during that time when there was, don't open the window, uh, you know, don't go in the woods, don't go in the park. Yeah, <laughs> I think it just so happens that, uh, it, like, like you said, in that time period, and uh, the phone was yeah. the first inanimate object they saw in the room and decided to call it that. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess. Uh, I guess with that being said, we'll go ahead and uh, play the trailer for Terrified. Now, I'm pretty sure this trailer is in uh, Spanish, so uh, 
because the whole movie is in Spanish with subtitles. So, yeah, you have to imagine what you're seeing. Maybe we'll put, Unless you know Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Then, then you're in, And then, then enjoy. Then you're good. Uh, I know for, just enough to get me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, pr- I'll try to put the link. I've been I've been meaning to do this, and I'm not sure if I did that with the other past episodes, but I'll try to put the YouTube link in the show notes for this trailer. That way, you know, if you actually want to go check it out, you know, you can just click on the show notes there, and it'll be there. So here's the trailer for Terrified. So yeah, that was the uh, trailer for Terrified. Um, so I guess uh, I, I've made some notes here. Um, and somebody just cocked a shotgun in the background. <laughs> I get scared when I, when, I, when we do these podcasts. Don't so you I just be, ta- be ready. Don't you be talking oh. about Terrified. <laughs> All right, I got some... Uh, uh, Notes here on the movie. Uh, the original title, like, you know, the actual title of the movie is uh, Adorados, uh, in, which I'm assuming uh, translates to terrified. Either either that or uh, it means uh, you're an asshole in Spanish, and I'm just assuming it's terrified. Um, it's like those uh, Chinese uh, tattoos that people get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this guy's a fat dickwad. Meanwhile, he thinks it means he thinks it means. This hope one looks and peace. nice. Can I get that? What is that? Yeah. Oh, that's hope and peace. You fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, it was released uh, from the best I could find. It was originally released October twenty seventh, twenty seventeen. So last year, but that was at it was shown at the Morbido Film Festival in Mexico. Um, it wasn't released wide in Argentina until May third of this year, twenty eighteen. And then uh, it didn't debut here in the U.S. until the Austin Fantastic Fest, uh, September 21st of this year. So, you know, about a month or so before Halloween. And it also won uh, Best Horror Film at the Austin Fantastic Fest. So I think I'm assuming that after that, somewhere around that time period, it's probably when Shudder got a hold of it. And then it looks, best I could tell, it was released on Shudder on October 11th of this year, 2018. Um mm. And that's where you can see it today. Um, the total runtime for the movie is one hour and 27 minutes. It stars... Nice, nice and lean. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it's a fast hour 27, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, even oh, though it's a, uh, even though it's in you know uh, Spanish and subtitles and everything, I think the movie moves pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, they, they got the pacing right on yeah. that one as far as cutting to the chase with everything. Uh, it stars Maxi Guion... Norberto Gonzalo and Elvira Oneto. 
All of these are household names, of course, here in the U.S. I don't think I recognize anybody in this movie from anything. I mean, not to be surprised. I mean, it's an Argentinian horror movie, but maybe one, yeah. maybe one dude I kind of recognize, but I couldn't find anything else that the guy had done. But I swear I've seen the guy in a TV show or movie or something. It's one of the uh, one of the like three experts. The guy that's supposed to be from America. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I've he seen... did look familiar, but I didn't really go into yeah, and, finding and out kinda... if I had noticed him from any other movies or, and anything, I or looked, seen you know. And I kind of looked, and it didn't see anything that the dude had done that I that it, uh, I, I feel that I had seen before. But I swear I've seen that dude before. Maybe it's a dude that looks exactly like him or something. And I don't know. Mm, but yeah, I, I swear I've seen the yeah, guy or something. Um, well, I know that the one guy that I can't remember. I'm not sure of his real name, but his character name was Mario Hano. You know the the main, yeah, yeah, the uh, ex forensics investigator guy. Yeah, that guy looks to me like he's like the Spanish version of Hal Holbrook. I mean, about Hal Holbrook like 20 or 30 years ago. But, <laughs> you know Hal Holbrook from like, I mean, well, for horror fans would know him from Creep Show as uh, Adrian yeah. Barbeau's husband that you yeah, know feeds right. him feeds her to the crate. And, yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> you reminded yeah. me of him. Yeah, I can see that. Um, A little bit. It was, uh, I guess, released by Machaco Films, and it was written and directed by Demian Runya. Um, so I guess he's the mastermind behind this. Now, Smoke, didn't you say something about you saw something about Guillermo del Toro wanting to redo this, or uh, will you make it with? Yeah, him or it up, yeah, yeah, del Toro. Well, I know Fox Searchlight, but snatched up the rights for the remake right away, pretty much, and and uh, I don't know if it was. Del Toro was interested, or if because, or Fox Searchlight went to Del Toro because Del Toro had made Shape of Water for them. You know, he, he released, Shape, Sh- released Shape of Water through Fox Searchlight, and that was, of course, major for them. So mm-hmm. I guess, and it's very much, I can see how it would line up with Del Toro's style of, oh, of filmmaking yeah. and everything. But, yeah. And so, yeah, he's attached to be the producer, and I think he's bringing on Damien Rogna to be the director of this version, too. Uh huh. And then I think the writer was going to be, uh, what's his name, Gervasi. Uh, I know that he re- he's the guy that wrote the the Terminal with Tom Hanks, the Steven Spielberg oh, movie yeah, from yeah. Yeah, that was back in two thousand something or other. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was easily and, over ten years ago or so. Yeah, yeah. And then more recently, he did he wrote and directed this HBO movie, which I haven't seen yet, but it's kind of on my list. Uh, it's uh it's about the tattoo you remember from Fantasy Island, the actor that yeah, played yeah. tattoo. Yeah, we've got a movie called Dinner with Her Hervé. I'm not you know, that he yeah, was well, French. I'm, I'm not very good. I'm, I'm even worse at pronouncing French. Than I haven't produced you know pronouncing Spanish, but yeah, his name was Hervé Villa Villa Sanchez or something like that, right? Hervé yeah, Villa yeah, yeah. I think that was his name. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I saw that that exists. I haven't I haven't watched it yet, but I, I did see that. That sounded pretty interesting, but he wrote and directed that, and and of course, well, one of my personal favorites that uh, that Gervasi wrote and directed was, and you know, being a huge metalhead, was this documentary called Anvil: The Story of Anvil. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, put that on while I was after I watched Terrified and was taking some notes. I put the Anvil: Story of Anvil on, (laughs) (laughs) going in the background while I was taking some notes. It inspired you to rock out some Anvil. Yes, that's right. Yes, that's right. But now he's he's attached as the, um, you know, screenplay writer for the American version. So. Yeah. Along with Damian Runya, you know, both of them writing it. So, I mean, it, it seems like they got a good crew on board as far as the remake goes, because you know, remakes can definitely be hit or miss, and 
they got a good crew together to, to produce a yeah well I mean, you've, got, you've got the original writer and director and you've got del toro in the room so yeah i'm sure i'm sure it'll do well or you know it'll be done well yeah and oh, there's yeah. and there's definitely some spots where it could probably need a little bit more uh i don't know a little bit more spice i don't know something a little bit more that del toro yeah, could probably bring I mean, not that i'm giving away anything yet until we get to that point the ending the ending i wasn't too thrilled about the exact you know the very ending like how are they going to end it and it's like yeah, oh okay yeah. <laughs> so I mean, hopefully hopefully they they spice that up a little bit more or you know just end it a little differently not that it was a crazy ending it's just kind of like well okay <laughs> all right so the last i checked it uh on imdb it had a rating of 6.6 stars out of 10 which you know i guess that's a little more than fair over 60 percent of you know liked it uh on rotten tomatoes last check it had nine critic reviews, which isn't a lot, but it had a score of eighty nine percent, which is pretty good. And the audience was was seventy eight percent. So you know, that's pretty good numbers on by uh Rotten Tomato standards. Um, yeah. Alright, so here we go. The IMDB synopsis is when strange events occur in a neighborhood in Buenos Aires, a doctor specializing in the paranormal, her colleague, and an ex-police officer decide to investigate further. That'll pretty much wrap it up. That's all the explanation you need. <laughs> uh, join us next time when we talk about nothing. Goodbye. Um, is there anything else you guys want to add? Something you saw or anything before we get into it? Yeah, I just said it was in a way like I did see a lot of Instagram posts and Facebook posts and all that before going into it. So it, that kind of brought even more to my attention than I'd never heard of Damien Runya before. Uh, but oh, I couldn't help but notice all those posts about it. So it just blew, kind of blew up my feeds. So the, that's I, what brought it to my attention. From the best I could tell, I don't think the dude has really done all that much. You, you know, at least nothing that would probably pop up on our radar. No, well, he did, he, he did do something I haven't seen, but want to see. And that's kind of based on the title cursed bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was, a, I think he made three films before this one. And I think one was called The Last Gateway, which was sort of sci-fi-ish horror drama, but very low budget, you know. Uh, I mean, I probably would watch it just to see kind of where his first film came from. But then uh, then Cursed Bastards, which that was the second movie. It, was like an, it seemed like an anthology film. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Uh, and it had action-adventure comedy type stuff, too, with a, something to do with the Gypsy Mafia. Yeah, it looks like a bunch of shorts and stuff like that. And then The Last Gateway, Cursed Bastards... You don't know who you're talking to, and terrible. Yeah, that's the one. That, that's right. You don't know who you're talking to. That's the one that was. It was had to deal with a action comedy about the gypsy mafia. Yeah. Um, all right. So I guess with that, we'll uh, go ahead and get started. So uh, you have the opening credits. You know, which I think they're fairly brief. It's not like long, drawn out credits. Um, then uh, it starts with a woman standing at the uh, like kitchen sink washing dishes, and she hears some noises. And uh, there's bubbles in the disposal, you know, when you look in the camera pans down into it. Uh, then her husband comes walking in, and he's... It's funny, too. He kind of nonchalantly starts talking about a dog they ran over the other day. Yeah. Like, it's like a joking matter. Hey, you remember when we killed that dog the other day? It's crazy. The dog's still alive. Which is already pointing towards a little something that's maybe maybe True. not quite right with this area. True, you're right, yeah. And he uh, he calls the dog Highlander because it's, you know, I guess because it's still alive. Um, yeah. uh, she says that she heard voices. 
she like he's like hey why did, i thought you were gonna make dinner you didn't make dinner she's like i didn't make it because i was hearing voices in the kitchen like down in the sink and uh that the voices told her that they were going to kill her and then then the big terrified title screen comes up uh yeah i thought i thought she said that that the voices said that he was going to kill her uh, to my recollection i, I think, thought i think the voices were telling her that they were going to kill her right uh, okay yeah or, the, or maybe that. They you, but in reference to the voice whoever was behind the voice killing her whether it was he yeah. or them they or i forget how the wording was but it, yeah i took it to mean that whoever that was talking to her through the pipes so to speak was saying they were going to kill her by the way, I didn't I didn't say this before we started the movie, but I, I did not have like a, a lot of uh, uh, I wasn't necessarily looking forward to this because in premise, uh, reading a horror movie just doesn't doesn't really like jump out to me, you know. Uh, so I, I guess I guess that was uh, I guess maybe I just wasn't like quick enough because a lot of uh, Spanish is spoken very quickly. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And once they start, like, rolling through dialogue, like, sometimes it's hard to keep up. Well, it's no, oh, di- yeah. it's no different from watching, like, a, you know, an English movie where, you know, you're uh, just talking <laughs> like you normally do at the, speed you, at the speed you speak, you know, and then they can't understand what we're saying, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, then a good reference for that, which might be something we need to look into, too, maybe for a future show. So I think it was called The Kill List. Which is in English is a British movie, but they were speaking it at some point. I need. I thought I felt like I needed to turn on the translation thing. Oh yeah, had subtitles. I mean, uh, you know the descriptive thing. I haven't seen that one, but I remember like watching like what like Lock, Stock, and Smoking Barrels or whatever it was called. (laughs) I was thinking that, and uh, uh, what is it? Snatch. 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 Yeah. A good yeah. Train spotting. Train Train spotting. spotting, Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. You need (laughs) subtitles for those movies, man, because it's rough. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and that's another thing going back to this, you know, t- to terrified, so, you know, what you were saying, like you thought that she said this or whatever, some of that might be left up to interpret like odd subtitle interpretation too, you know, that could be, yeah. yeah. they yeah. might've phrased something a little differently than what she said or whatever. I'm sure there's some of that, but, uh, before we continue, since we're kind of at the beginning of it here, um, I, I should have, I, fa- I failed to ask you guys what you thought about this movie beforehand. So, uh, Will, you know, what were your initial reactions to the movie? Like, not necessarily giving your final thoughts, but you know, what were your initial reactions to it? Uh, pretty, pretty good flick. Uh, especially if you like jump scares. <laughs> well, that's half of what we do here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this one seemed to, to to emphasize that more than just about the rest. Yeah. How smoke, about you, Smoke? Smoke. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a uh, it. You know, like I was saying, all the hype and everything going up into it, and I thought it uh, it lived up to some of that in moments, and in other moments was maybe where it could have used a little bit of, I don't know, maybe a little post production or something on. And like I said, maybe get into that into the final thoughts, but some of the CGI I thought was like, eh, you know, they maybe didn't necessarily need to do that with the CGI. But, yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, I I really I, I definitely enjoyed it. I never did see. Hold on, let's see if I can find it real quick as as we're sitting here talking. No, and maybe because it's an Argentinian movie, I'm not seeing like a uh, a budget or how much this movie made or anything oh, okay. like that. So I, I don't see that here. Usually where it's listed, I'm sure. Yeah, for uh, for that movie being as huge as it got, and I mean getting <laughs> on the shutter and all that stuff, there's a, a, a lack of that type of background information on it <laughs> available. Yeah, I, I guess just available. because it's Argentinian, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, maybe there's there's not a lot of information on it. 
at least not that yeah. I could find. Um, all right. So with that being said, we'll get back into it. So, you know, that he, she's, from what I understood, she said that the voices were telling her they were going to kill her. And then you see the, uh, the terrified, uh, title screen. Um, then it cuts back to, she's like, uh, her and her husband are laying in bed and she gets up to go take a shower and he starts, he's laying in the bed and he starts hearing banging and he thinks it's the neighbor next door. So he gets up and he goes and investigates and, uh, they have like this little call box out in like the front yard, which I, I don't think you see here in America anywhere. I've never seen anything no. like that, but. And I don't know if that's a normal thing over there or if that's just who the old school buildings that they're in. Or, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know, but they have like this little call box, like out in the front yard and he's calling him and Hey, Hey, uh, I think the I think he's the guy's name's Walter that he's uh Walter yeah yeah, yeah. And he's like hey Walter what the hell you know what what's the banging and all that you know it's too early in the morning for this and you hear somebody click on but it's more like breathing and noises you know than it is someone actually saying anything so he's just kind of like what the hell and then goes back in the house um so he goes he goes back in and then he realizes that the banging on the walls it's not his neighbor it's coming from inside the house so he calls for his wife uh then eventually he opens up the bathroom door and you see her floating over the tub, just getting slammed across the tub, like back and forth, slammed on the walls, just, you know, left, right, left, right, just getting banged into and like, and he's trying to stop her and clearly, clearly she's dead. Yeah. There's blood everywhere. If she's not dead, she's damn close to it at this point. But yeah, she's, some kind of spirit or something has got a hold of her and slamming her back and forth between the walls, which I thought was like when I first saw him, like, holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool I thought visual. that was very, that was a very effective scene. <laughs> yeah. Pretty creepy spine chilling. Yeah. That was a great start to the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, you're in for some, uh, some crazy shit when you see that pretty much right in oh, the yeah. first, what, eight to 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. So yeah, she's getting slung across the wall. He's trying to get her to stop and you know, it's too late. Then it cuts to him like uh, in a in a police station or like a, a mental hospital or something, and he's being questioned by three older people um, who say they believe his story about like you know this is what happened to her. I didn't kill her. I guess as you know as a story, um, they probably think he's nuts. But these people say they they believe him and they're asking him questions about it, and they ask him, uh, uh, "Has he seen anything strange in the neighborhood?" and uh, and he tells them about his uh, neighbor, Walter, which is the one that he went to try to ask about banging on the wall. So well, then, look, anytime you see anything going going on strange in the neighborhood, you know who you're going to call? Who? Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. Ghostbusters. <laughs> you know, I should have known. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, so then it cuts to uh, Walter, uh, the, his neighbor, uh, on the phone asking to talk to a doctor, Dr. Albrecht. Um, and he's, he's kind of frantic. Like I need to talk to her. Like I need some help. I'm, I'm, I'm going nuts. I need help. Um, so now it, it cuts to Walter. He's now he's back at home and he's kind of paranoid and everything. And he's, he's laying in the uh, bed and he looks under the bed. Uh, doesn't see anything. Cause I, I guess he thinks something's in there or something, you know, there's someone in there. Um, he goes to the bathroom or he gets up, goes to the bathroom, lays back down. And then the bed moves by itself. Um, he looks, he looks back <laughs> yeah, with him. Yeah. With him laying in the bed, he looks um, under the bed again, nothing there lays back down. Now there, like it comes back out. Like there's another shot of like him laying in the bed and you see some kind of like ghoul, some kind of long, tall ghoul laying under the bed. Now, even though there was nothing there a second ago, now it's there. The lights go out. Um, 
he plugs the lamp back in, and now the ghoul is uh, standing there, and uh, he runs away, hides under the covers. He's laying in the bed like he puts the covers over his head, like he's a kid or something. Like, yeah, this, this thing yeah, will I think go that's away. A good point I... too to mention that is uh is the that I guess classic traditional things that happen in ghost stories and stuff of things under the bed, pulling the sheet over your head so that you don't see it. You know, as a kid. Yeah, yeah if I can't see it, it's not definitely there. plays a big point. Um, so yeah, he, he's doing that trick, you know, if I can't see it, it's not there kind of thing. And, uh, you, then you see a hand, like, you know, a shadow of a hand over, over him. Uh, but then it cuts to the morning, you know, it's morning time now, like the sun's come up and, uh, he wakes up and his house is a mess. Like something like tore it all to pieces, but he's just kind of there. Um, then it cuts to him at work again on the phone and he's back calling the doctor begging if she can help him. And basically, the uh, the uh, secretary is telling him to fuck off. She can't see him. Um, yeah, refers him to somebody else. And he's, yeah, I've yeah. already seen everybody else. They told me to go to you. Yeah. Um, and at this point, like, like if at least at least if it was me, I would uh, run over to my neighbor's house and be like, "Hey, uh, y'all might want to go ahead and get your stuff out. I'm just going to burn my house down." <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like, I'm not going back. Like, and like that's when it cuts the next scene. He cuts to like he's walking back to his house and like. He stands out front of the house and his, and the neighbor comes up, you know, the one from the beginning of the movie, the uh, neighbor comes up and asks him what all the noise is. And he said, he's remodeling, but like right there, like you said, I wouldn't be going back to that house. Like if all this crazy shit no, is going no, on and I think I'm going no. nuts, like I'm not going back in there. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> but, I mean, but, if, if, you know, if there's like a bald, naked, tall <laughs> dude with white eyes under your bed, I mean, just get the fuck out. I mean, unless you're into that type of thing, just get the hell out. <laughs> Well, you know, we need to do, we need to uh, like find the flush the backstory out on that guy. You know, maybe he's yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> maybe he's be. into that. Maybe maybe he's got like fifteen houses that he's burnt down. He's just like, oh god, I can't do this again. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It could have fought This could be the fifteenth house. It's taller than all So yeah. So after that, like you know, like yeah, I'm remodeling the house or whatever. So that's what the noise are. So then it cuts back to Walter in the house. He's setting up a camera like pointing at the bed um, that night, the camera falls over and he sees uh, a shadow picks up the camera. Uh, and then he sees a, a, a ghoul, that ghoul standing up, like he's watching the video back and he sees the ghoul standing over the bed. Uh, watching him. Basically. Like, but yeah, basically just standing there looking at him as he's sleeping. And then like, then it just kind of scurries off and gets into the closet. So then he goes, again, playing on that whole uh, traditional, you yeah, know, now he was closet. under the bed, the yeah. sheets, now he's in the closet. That whole, uh, I think it's effective in the storyline. Yeah. Uh, traditional so scares. After that, he goes and gets a gun and looks in the closet, opens it up, nothing. Like, you know, he's looking around, there's nothing in there. So he turns back around and starts watching uh, the camera again. And then all of a sudden the doors behind him open up and that ghoul is in the closet. Um, and he sees the reflection in the, yeah, the yeah, gun the, the like, gun, laying on the floor. Yeah, the gun's laying on the floor and he looks down and he sees his reflection and then he tries to grab the gun, but then uh, I guess the ghoul's up on him. Like, you don't see it happen. You just kind of, you know, this is what happens. Like the ghoul just grabs a hold of him and does whatever. It's time to refresh. For your convenience, we have an attractive refreshment stand with a parade of items to tempt your taste. Hot buttered popcorn, golden good and fresh from the popper. Your favorite candies, wholesome and rich and full of flavor. Ice cream and other good things to eat. Plus, ice cold Coca-Cola. So bright, so bracing, with a taste and tingle all its own. 
So then it cuts to uh, outside the house, and a uh, soccer ball comes into the yard, and then a kid comes running up to get the ball, and then like, he leans over and drinks some water out of like a water spigot right there. And uh, mm. there's somebody in the house. Now, I'm assuming that is this is Walter's house that he's out in front that's of? That's what I would assume, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I assume, too. I, it doesn't really give it to you whether that's Walter's house or the other neighbor's house. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm Walter, assuming it's probably remember. Walter's because he's kind of freaking out, and he's telling he's telling the kid to get the fuck out of his yard, basically. And the kid's, like, uh, kind of backing up out of the yard, and he, he kind of backs into the street. And all of a sudden, like, a bus or a truck or something just plows the kid over. Once again, another one of those jump scare, like holy shit moments. Um, I guess it was. And there's some details there with that kid too, who was in the scene. Remember the scene where Walter called the paranormalist when he was at work the second time, and he comes back home and he's standing in front of his house. Yeah. Before he goes in that night to do the recording and all that, because th- th- that kid was behind him. They, him and the other kid who plays into the movie a little bit later were kicking that soccer ball around behind him. Yeah. When he goes into his house, so I thought those little details like that were pretty cool. I thought. That that was another thing. I think it was around this time. I think it's around this point in the movie too, where I kind of realized that this is nonlinear. Like, this is kind of jumping yeah. around in time here a little bit, going yeah. back and Which forth. Kind of, like, you, you see something happen, yeah. and you kind of go back and tell the story leading up to that kind of thing. And they don't feed it to you. They don't say. They don't put a date and a time. Like, boom, this is that time, and then this is. The, it was just nonlinear, and you just kind of go with it, even though it's not that complicated. Like, they don't try and like twist things around to make it. Some crazy timeline thing. It's just you just got to go with it and realize that this. They're, okay, they're talking about this now, and okay, now they're on that time period. And, so the, I, I didn't think it was complete, but I thought it was a, a cool plot line. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm always genuinely curious. You know, like when when they do a story like that, like did they do like a straight run of it? And it's just like ah, it's missing something, and then they decide okay. to to mix it up. Or I wonder, I wonder how that thought process comes. You mean together. how is whether it's written that way or not, or this? Yeah. Thing? I mean, because movies go back are, after the fact. Because I think the the majority of movies generally are shot nonlinear. Like you know, it's not like they start at the beginning of a movie and shoot through. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm more or less talking about the way the movie was put together now. Mm-hmm. Oh, and editing whether whether or not it was before or after the fact that they decided to make it nonlinear. Right, right. I would have to imagine, in, at least in the case of this movie, it was probably intended that way. I would I would think it was probably written that way. To be kind of yeah, yeah, it just breaks it up. So, because I mean, if you were let's let's say you just did it linearly, it would kind of to me it would seem like well, this has been done a lot of times before. You know, as far as the what happens in the story, I think that breaking it up, going to this time and then going back to that one, and even sometimes having a scene where you're you're seeing something that happened later, and then it's going back before, not to almost me- in the very next. In my opinion, too, in a horror suspense thriller movie, that kind of doing telling a story that way really, uh, you know, fits because it kind of throws you off emotionally and psychologically when you're watching a movie. It makes you uncomfortable in a way, almost subconsciously, when a story's not being told A, B, C, one, two, three. Yeah. You know, it kind yeah. of throws you off your game when you're watching it. So you're kind of like on the edge of your seat, like, Fuck, I don't know where are we at? You know, what's going on here? So it definitely it definitely works in this movie for sure. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, the kid gets plowed over by a bus. That's a nice segue. Um. <laughs> and it, so like it shows a bunch of people in the neighborhood like gathering around, and the kid like I guess the kid he was playing with is kind of backing up like horrified, and the neighbor comes running over, 
um, you know, to get help, call 911 or whatever. And then uh, it cuts to, uh, I guess, the city workers or whatever, just washing the blood off the street with like a hose. Um, and then you see like the, uh, I guess, some of the neighbors and family and friends or whatever are walking with the grieving mom, um, you know, back into her house or whatever. So then th- this is when, you know, another odd part of the movie. I- I'm not going to say this is when it gets weird, but it's definitely a- a- an odd portion of the movie here. A cop, or, or I guess, you know, a cop, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, the guy that, Funes, Funes. Funes, yes, Funes, Funes, yeah. Funes, um, who, who you discovered, that's his name a little bit later on. But anyways, he calls the, uh, his old friend, an older man named Jano, Yano. Um, he calls yeah. him over to come investigate uh, something's going on with this at this uh, kid's house where the kid, the kid's house that just died with his, uh, and his mom's there. Uh, he goes inside. I believe he like introduces her, him to the kid's mom. Yeah. Yeah. They go inside and uh, the mom's kind of like uh, when, when the old man uh, Yano arrives, they go inside, he introduces her and she's kind of babbling and kind of acting nuts. Uh, and then uh, he follows these, there's like these muddy footsteps on the, on the floor they follow. They kind of follow the footsteps into the next room, and uh, the dead boy is sitting at the table. His corpse. Mm, all and he's sitting there with like fresh a, from the grave corpse. Yeah, yeah, and he's sitting there with a bowl of cereal and a glass of milk. <laughs> and now they never addressed that. Did did the corpse come in and get that, or did the mom just like that's, a, that's go nuts? Exactly what I was thinking too. What I was <laughs> talking about, my fiance. Like I, they never say like did, did no, he, not like I, I assume. I mean, they, they let you put that in your own head. I guess what you wanted. To, I would think that the mother. Yeah, he was probably sitting there, and the mother said, "Well, maybe he wants some milk, and maybe he wants you know." So I put it there for him. Yeah, I, I but again, it's in left to you to decide. I guess. I, I think you're. I think you're right there. What I assumed was like, you know, she's she sees her dead son walk up, so she just lost her yeah. fucking mind instantly and decides to give him yeah. a bowl of milk or a, a glass of milk and a bowl of cereal. <laughs> so he's just sitting at at the table. I, like I, I can't remember uh, if it was in this part of the the movie or not, but. Uh, they mentioned that, that that older guy, he was an expert in these, like, you know, paranormal things. Mm-hmm. And I think they said something like, well, uh, he used to be a cor- uh, a coroner. Yeah, he mentions that when he's telling a story to the other doctor a little bit later on. But I think that's yeah. what it is. Like, I think he's a a, a coroner or a former coroner. And yeah, forensics and he, officer, forensic, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, and he was friends with this guy Funes. Funes, they worked together, and uh, I guess yeah. I guess he knew that this dude was into the paranormal stuff. But, yeah. but how does that he, make he him an tired. expert? <laughs> I, 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 I think they were part. Yeah, I guess he was. You ruined this know, movie yeah, for me. Know, he didn't know anybody else to call. I guess that Funes yeah. guy, right? Because I. You thought something something's odd and fishy here. Well, with this. I mean, you, you see something yeah. like that. Who the fuck are you going to call other than Ghostbusters? Uh, <laughs> you know, I was ready. Yeah, to say. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, who the fuck are you going to call? I guess you. I guess in this sense, like well, he's as much an expert as anyone else, right? Because I guess you know, <laughs> it's not like there's a, a dead boy corpse R us around the corner. So yeah, the 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 corpse of the boy, the dead boy, is sitting there. Um. And then they, and then they kind of like sit there and they debate on how he got there and everything. And as they're talking, like I guess they're kind of like ready to move out of the room. They cut the light out, and uh, he asked he asked the the Funes. Uh, he said, "Does he? Do you know the mom?" He said, "Yeah, I, apparently they had a relationship years back." And then when he says this, like you know that like, yeah we were pretty tight. All of a sudden you you hear a noise and the the glass of milk falls over. And they cut the lights back on. 
and the boy's still sitting there. I think, I guess, basically in the same pose. But the, oh yeah, that's what they that's what yeah, they yeah, try yeah. to decide. Like, was he was his hand did, still like that, or was it move, you know but, another way? Yeah, clearly the glass of milk fell over somehow, and there's no other reason to believe that it wasn't him. But you don't ever yeah. actually see it. Um, so Yano says, uh, "All right, basically what we're going to do is we're just going to bury this kid, put him back in the grave, and forget about it, and move on." You know, because apparently the the Funes is about to retire, and he doesn't want this blemish on his record or whatever. They just don't want to deal with it, so. We're gonna we're gonna put him back in the grave. Um, so then, like uh, Funes leaves the room to go arrange this, and Yano comes up and then he asks the kid, like, "Why did you come back?" or whatever. <laughs> then it cuts to uh, Yano uh, going outside, and he sees uh, Doctor Albrecht across the street taking pictures of Walter's house. I guess she's there to investigate because that's Walter was the guy that was calling her, right? When he kept calling yeah. somebody to get help, yeah. that's who he was calling. Yeah, it was an yeah. older lady. So she's there to kind of investigate it for herself, I assume. And he goes across the street and uh, introduces himself. And uh, I guess he's like a big fan or whatever. So he tells her, like, hey, this is this is more than a coincidence that you're here. Come here and check this out. So he takes her back into the house to take a look at the boy. The cops leave. And uh, then she points out, like, before, did you did you see all these handprints and stuff on the side of the house? And like I noticed... There's like hand, not only handprints, but there's like footprints on the side of the footprints house, even on, on the side, yeah, and even on like the ceiling of the porch. So like this, this thing's like creeping around, I guess, <laughs> all the way up to the ceiling, outside before she lets it in. But uh, so uh, he they he goes in with her and shows her the boy, and then you know they kind of look at it for a second, and uh, they go back out into the living room where the, they've given them they've given the mom like a uh, a shot of something to knock her out. I don't, even, I don't even remember what it was. They said it, but I don't recall what it was. Yeah, I can't remember what they called yeah, it. They, they, shot her, they shot her with something, basically, like make her sleep so, you know, she'd kind of be out of the way. And they're sitting in the living room, like, and he starts telling her this uh, stories of, like, when he was a coroner and uh, how he did an autopsy. He was doing autopsies and, like, apparently, like, some of them came back to life or something like that. So then it cuts to uh, an- the other boy that I guess that the kid was playing in the street with, you know, but when he got hit by the bus, the boy jumps yeah. over a fence to uh, like come into the backyard to get some toys and stuff. And he looks in the window and sees his, uh, sees his, uh, he has dead friend and, uh, the head turns, but you don't see it turn. Right. It's just kind of like, yeah. yeah well, cause kinda, yeah, it's weird. It's, it's kind of, again, he kind of like, it does his head turn. Does it not the way the camera angle is and the music cue that comes on makes it. Yeah. Definitely. To me, it seemed like he moved his head. Looked at him. Yeah, well, he did. Yeah, I don't I, think I, I you see it. One of the cooler like, spots of the movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I don't think you actually see it turn. I think it's just kind of like one of those cuts, like you know, camera, you see him staring ahead. Cuts. Yeah, it cuts back, and then all of a sudden he's looking at him like, ah, yeah. Once again, another <laughs> jump scare. Like, holy shit! So then, uh, Yano and uh, Albrecht are talking. Uh, they hear the boy scream, and then they, uh, I guess, they go and say, "All right, we need to move this. We need to move the kid because you know now people people are sneaking around." So uh, they they kind of. Uh, move the body to the, there, there's like a, a deep freezer in the backyard and they kind of move the boy and they put him in there. But like the, the other boy that was just there, he's over like the fence filming it with his phone. Yeah. And they don't, they don't notice him at all. <laughs> yeah. They don't see him over there. Supporting so them putting the body in the freezer and the, the conversations they have. So then, uh, the policeman Funus comes back and they go back to the freezer. I guess they're telling them that this is where we put him. And then they hear the, uh, the dead boy yelling, and the freezer is moving. Then it cuts to Yano Albrick and the other guy that, that you find out his name's Rosentock. 
he's I guess the American guy. They're, they're back to questioning the uh, from the beginning. You know, it cuts back to that. They say they need to stay in the house and all these houses in the neighborhood where this paranormal stuff is happening. So I guess they come to get his permission to stay in the house. Uh, so then it cuts uh, back to them like they're setting up in the houses. And uh, I think Rosentock, the the American guy, he's with uh, Funes. Yano's in one house and Albrecht's in another. And uh, it uh, shows uh, Rosentock. Um, he's uh, he walks into like the kitchen or something. And he sees silverware stuck under the cabinet, like knives and spoon or forks dangling. Uh, like yeah, they're just like, yeah. but they're stuck in, but they're dangling down from the bottom of the like kitchen cabinets. Then it cuts to Yano in the other house, uh, listening to a, a voicemail from the boy's mom who just filmed them putting that you know kid in the freezer. Then it cuts back to uh, Albrick. Um, she's got like these little. She's got like this little, uh, mag- I don't know what you'd call it, like magnetic necklaces or something, kind of like hanging down. She's got some kind of like, uh, almost like a water divining kind of contraption. They're yeah. dangling down and, and, the, mag- and the, uh, the necklace starts moving on its own, which I know is super creepy. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a necklace can move on its own, what? Um, so then it uh, goes back to Rosentock. And uh, he's messing with those knives and forks or whatever that are underneath there. And then he's stabbed in the hand. Like, what, what a knife comes up and, like, stabs his hand through? Well, that's it. I think of the knife because all of those things were dangling almost as if there was, like, some kind of big magnet in the cabinet above it. They were just dangling there with yeah. the blades and everything pointing down. And it was like it sucked his hand, whatever it was, force pulled his hand up through the knife. Yeah, like it kind of pulled, cabinet, pulled his, the and, and then it starts, like, sucking his blood. Through, yeah. the, through the uh, through the bottom of the cabinet. bottom of the cabinet, like as it's in there, but they open up the cabinet and they don't see anything. So I, I guess he gets his hand off of there, right? And then uh, he calls over. They're kind of communicating back and forth with each other, like over the phone or walkie talkies or whatever, in these different houses. Rosentock says they're in the uh, nest, and uh, uh, items start moving around on the walls, like things are around and start moving around on its own. So now you know they're like in the they're in the hornet's nest for sure. Like there's something going on here, and they're right in the middle of it. Funes cleans uh, blood, the blood up because he tells them like you need, you need to get this blood up because I guess you know these things are attracted to the blood. Um, he hears something. He calls uh, Yano to say he's he's getting the fuck out of here. Like this is too much for me. I'm leaving. <laughs> Yano sees like I think he's looking at the house across the street, right? And he kind of yeah. he's kind of yeah. looking at it like he sees something standing there. Like to the, the house left. that Funes is in. Yeah, he's looking over at the house that Funes is in, and he he kind of sees it across the street through one window, and then he kind of leans to the right, and he can't see it from the other window, and kind of leans back and forth. Like he does this a couple times. Like it's there, mm-hmm. it's not there, it's there, it's not. Then all of a sudden, it's right in his face. <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> at his window, right at his window pane. Yeah, like, that was like, a perfect uh, sleight of hand magician type <laughs> trick of, of jump scare. You know, <laughs> once again, the, yeah, the the holy shit jump scare again. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing about that that scene that works for me too is that you know that it's coming. You know that there's something something's yeah. going to happen right yeah. here. There's going to be some sort of jump scare, but it just that the beat that they put it in, you don't expect it. Yeah, necessarily to be at that beat, which which make which which gets you. I think that's another thing too about this movie is the lack of music and then where they have music. You know, oh, yeah. I think kind of throws you off a little bit too, because I think that's yeah. one of those moments where it's dead silent. Like there's no music playing, no ambient noise. You're like, mm, man, that's and weird. He can he can see it. Yeah, it's more like a sound design, right? You'd almost say. I mean, there's music, yeah. but it's more they use it more as sound design than as background incidental music. Yeah, like. yeah. 
um, works within that scene to to make that more scary. So then it like you know like I said he he left right he sees it, all of a sudden it's there ah then it cuts to Albrick and the house she's in and she hears uh, uh the noise in the sink and then she sees a huge crack in the wall cuts back to Rosenthal in the other house uh says uh like I guess he's in there with Funes and he uh, he says he found him found him I guess the ghoul or whatever below them he looks under nothing's under the bed and then the other side you see his feet underneath. So like you look, it's almost like a, a one of those mirror trick kind of things. I think they're kind of coming to that conclusion now, right? Like you look, yeah, up, like it has something look, to do with light and the darkness and yeah, angles. Like you kind of look from one side and you don't see anything, but you look from the other side, you know, and then all of a sudden it's there. Um, so that's yeah. kind of the thing. Like you look on the left side of the bed, there's nothing there, but the right, uh, the end of the bed, you can see its feet underneath yeah. the bed. And then it starts crawling around. Like you said, they start talking about the darkness and the light. Uh, then Funis is like, "Fuck this, I'm out." Um, he's saying this a lot, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is definitely the most. Got, uh, I think he's got pretty good most... com- comedic timing too. This guy. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> he's pretty much reacting like any normal person would, I guess, in this situation. Like, yeah, yeah. no, this is fucked up. I'm out. Yeah, I'm um, out. Forget it. Uh, I, I, got, I don't know. I feel, I've got, I feel I've pretty normal, condition. and I would just burn this entire neighborhood to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm abandoning these houses. Like fuck it. Yeah, there's nobody else needs to see this. So Rosenthal calls Albrecht, tells her he found what they were looking for. You know, I, I guess they've come to some kind of hypothesis, and I think he's confirmed it. Um, Funes goes to the house where Yano is. There's a broken window and blood. He hears a noise in the cabinet, and then it starts moving, uh, like it's kicked. He tears the other side of the cabinet open to see Yano, who says he has glass in his eyes. Now, that was pretty fucked up, too. First, yeah. That was. But first, I think, doesn't he open, like, he hears it, and he opens the main doors to the cabinet, and there's and, nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. So once cabinet. again, it's the old he closes you know, them, light and dark And he thing. still hears it moving. Yeah, and then that's when he goes behind it, like you said. Yeah, like he tears a hole to the, the side. Yeah, yeah, like the side of it or the back of it or something, and then he sees them in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Like you've been playing on that whole like there's something like it's interdimensional or something. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like at it was the same like time, a, another dimension. dimension. Yeah, Albrick. Uh, th- so then it cuts to Albrick. Uh, sees Walter and like she's messing around with this wall crack that we were just talking about, like the crack in the wall. She looks in and sees Walter in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I, don't, yeah. I don't know if we mentioned it earlier that that crack came from Walter's side too because I remember when he was talking about the very beginning of the movie when his wife was taking the shower and he, th- he heard the bang 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 thought it was Walter because he knew Walter was, told him he was remodeling yeah yeah and he had actually literally cracked his wall on that side so I think that's, I guess that's where that crack came from originally wasn't it and once yeah probably and I think once again that's where some of that non-linear stuff's coming in yeah. you know like yeah to where it jumped around a little bit yeah um because I, I remember it showing uh, Juan which was the, the husband of the wife that he's trying you know, to patch the wall up scene. He was like spackling and yeah. putting mud on the crack at one point, right? Yeah, that's when the uh, kid got hit by the bus. He's yeah, in there. Right. He's in yeah. there like spackling the wall or whatever. Yeah. Um. So she looks in and sees Walter in the wall crack. Uh, Funes comes in for help. Like, holy fuck, you know that there's some crazy shit going on. Yano's over here. Blah blah blah. Um. And she tells him, "Don't believe all you see tonight." Um. And she tells him to clean the blood off of his hands. Because they like blood, because uh, you know he's got like a, a I guess uh, the, not his blood, but I, maybe it's some of his blood. But I think he's got like uh, what's his face is uh, yeah Rosentox blood. 
Oh, Rosentock's blood. Yeah, man, I think sorry. he's got Rosentock's blood still on him. Uh, maybe Yano, too, from, you know, living inside Oh, yeah, that's true, from the, the cabinet thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's now a cabinet liver now. Um, uh, yeah, so take the take that stuff off your hands, you know, because they like the blood. And she explains that there are other dimensions, and they use water to travel. And then uh, a hand just bursts out of that wall crack and just snaps her fucking neck. Like, right when she's yep. explaining all this, like, here's exactly what's going on. What? What? Dead. She's gone. Um. So then, like, I another, guess another well-timed shot of you know another well-timed jump scare. Oh yeah, yeah. It comes out of nowhere, like because you know you're listening to her exposition and everything. Like, oh, she's explaining what this. Holy shit! <laughs> she's dead. Uh, Finally, we're we're getting the backstory. Like, like we're gonna solve what's a no, no, no yeah. Never <laughs> no, no, we'll never know. It just gets deeper. The story just thickens now. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Um. So then, like, Funes, uh, after seeing this, he kind of falls over like he's basically having a heart attack. I guess, you know, referring to this uh, uh, condition that he had, that he kept mentioning, yeah. you know. Um, and then uh, whatever that was, the ghoul, some kind of monster or something, starts coming out of the crack in the wall. Then it uh, cuts to Rosentox setting up a camera, uh, I guess, in the other uh, house, and the closet opens. Cuts back to Funes, like, laying on the uh, floor. He wakes up. And then, like, the table and the chairs are moving, right? Like, stuff's, like, kind of flying around on its own. Um, yeah. He's kind of trying to call, crawl away. And then uh, the ghoul, I guess the one from earlier, like, comes from, from like, above him. Uh, I think it's another one of those jump scare moments. Like, ah! Like, it's there, like, on top of him. And then he, I guess he, like, looks back and then it's gone or something. Uh, yeah, I had to do with that interdimensional thing too. Again, because I think the camera, as it cuts around, after the creature had crawled out of the, out of that crack in the wall, mm-hmm. the camera angle, you don't see the creature. Yeah, and then it cuts it back around to to the other camera angle on this other side, and it's and right they, on top um, of it him. Grabs him. Yeah. Um. And then uh, the dead boy's mom shows up and like confronts him about hiding the boy, like putting the boy in the freezer or whatever. Um. And she's got the, uh, yeah, so like Funus walks out because she comes into the house, right? Like she's like getting all up in his grill about yeah. trying to take her boy away or whatever. She's freaking out yeah. or, you know, just she's out of her mind, obviously. And uh, yeah. Funus like leaves the house, like uh, he's walking out to the car. And then he looks in the car and the boy is sitting there in the, uh, uh, in the back of the car. The mom had dug him up because I'm assuming like they had already like uh, maybe they had got him out of the freezer by this point and reburied him, right? She yeah, went and dug him back up. I think was the assumption there. Um, I thought yeah. they were supposed to put him up under cement too. Yeah, I guess yeah, they, yeah. I thought that, yeah, they had talked about all that, yeah, so yeah. That it wouldn't happen so again. Would, like, so he wouldn't dig, him, dig his way back up. Um, so Funus is like, yeah, I'm not getting in that car. So he gets, he gets in, <laughs> he goes and gets in another car. Uh, and then as he's like sitting in the car trying to like get, I guess get it to start up or whatever, he's like getting grips with the situation. All of a sudden, the the broke neck Doctor Albert comes running out of the house, like, and it's a cool shot because it's like you know the passenger yeah. is like the cameras in the passenger seat looking at him in the driver's seat, and you can see her running up the sidewalk like towards the car. Yeah. And I'm I'm sitting there like but you oh. can't quite make out what it is at first from a yeah, distance. Like, it looks like what is this amorphous thing that because the camera's a little blurry through the window or something. Yeah, yeah. Until it gets you're closer, kind of, you're kind of looking at it like what the fuck? Who is that? Oh my god! You know <laughs> <laughs> that broke neck bitch. Uh, uh, so yes, then she's like she's banging on the window like you can still save us. We're being tortured, and he's just like fuck this and takes off. 
I guess he gets a couple. No, <laughs> go. <laughs> so I guess he gets a couple miles down the road and he pulls up to like this empty uh, lot somewhere, and uh, there's a cop on the radio who's looking for him. Like, hey, you know, we're here in the neighborhood. Where are you at? We don't see you. And he's like, no, 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 don't, don't get out of the car. Like, fucking leave, yeah, leave, get, get out, get out of here. Don't go there. And then he's kind of like, shit. And he has to turn around and head back there. Uh, and he has some gas cans to burn the house down, which is what they probably should have done from the from the beginning, right? Uh, yeah. But yeah. by the way, like, like he uh, he's leaving this like kind of messed up situation. And what are you gonna do? I'm gonna go find an empty field. Yeah. I'm gonna go sit by myself. <laughs> That's generally not the best thing to do in a horror movie. I, no, no, I mean, but you know, I, I guess it's a, a more natural reaction, though. I mean, what the fuck would yeah. you do? Like, I uh, yeah, I guess he's just he, he assumed he, he drove however far away he drove. Yeah, I he's guess he good. Like, he drove far, drove far enough to where he's out of that area, out of that damn zone. And they kind of drag him back into it. So he yeah. heads he heads back and he's got the gas cans to uh, burn the house down. Uh, he goes into that, I think, the the dead boy's house, and the boy is just sitting in his room. Or no, like, he, he, doesn't he open up the door or something like that? Yeah, he's he opens the door, and yeah, he's right there at the yeah, door. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> this boy's everywhere. <laughs> Another good jump scare. This boy's <laughs> everywhere. Um, and then he uh, finds the mom, like, hanging. I guess she done hung herself because she, you know, she finally done lost her gourd. Um, and he pours gas on her, too. And all over the house, and uh, and he goes outside, and he's trying to light a match, and uh, and then like he, he and he doesn't he try to like light match after match or something like that, and then it cuts over, and uh, Yano with the uh, fucked up glowing eyes is blowing the uh, oh, yeah, yeah. matches out. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as we we're watching, and my fiance pointed out, and I had to agree. I didn't, I didn't put it together at first. Was that that's very reminiscent of uh, Event Horizon? <laughs> I yeah. mean, not that they were trying to do that, but just the scene of. <laughs> You know the eyes, yeah, the yeah, eyes, yeah, the way he looks, yeah. yeah, the look of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's basically sitting right beside him, blowing the matches out, and uh, so he basically pulls his gun out and sh- uh, shoots and starts the fire that way. Um, <laughs> so then it cuts to the to the uh, guy from the beginning um, walking out to me, or Walter, not Walter, but uh, the neighbor of Walters. You know the guy that Juan? put uh, Juan. yeah, Juan. Okay. Um, they cut to him, like, you know, walking in to meet the investigators. Uh, and then he, the investigators like show him pictures of Rosenthal, Albrecht and Yano and ask him about him and that, that they, they had come to see him or whatever. And then they, uh, ask him about Funes and, uh, they suspect him of, uh, Funes of the murder. So I guess, you know, they're, they're coming to investigate, uh, the fact that I guess that they believe that Funes did all this, right? Like killed all of them and all these other people. Yeah, the the, ration, the rational explanation. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> oh, the yeah, they're, they they're just happened. normal like investigators. They believe that he did all yeah. this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're asking about him, and then uh, he looks behind them and he sees the ghost of Rosentock with them. Although I don't think you saw it, right? He just says that it's that God. guy. You just you you see him looking back there, and you see chairs back there, but you don't see any. Yeah, yeah. You don't see. You don't anything. see what he's seeing. Myself. And then the chair moves, and then it flies at the screen in credits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's what I was going back to mention before. Or talking about the ending of the movie was like, oh, that's okay. That's how they're going to end this. <laughs> the ending, the very ending, is very much out of like the '80s or something like. It's almost like, like a good, it's almost like a good SNL skit that they don't know how to end. Yeah. <laughs> that point, Willie, is where the the Ghostbusters music. Would, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> 
Peter Bankman walks out. <laughs> just that that part, it, I was like, well, well, okay. And it's like, uh, <laughs> that'd be awesome if it ended like, what was it? I think the first Anchorman movie where they showed outtakes from Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> <laughs> they have somebody like step out at the very end of the movie and in Spanish say, look, we don't really have a good ending. So here's this. <laughs> yeah. Here's a chair. <laughs> We know it's not in 3D, but, you know, just act like this is 3D and the chair's coming around your face. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's it uh, for for uh, Adorados, a.k.a. Terrified. This is a fresh one for all of us, right? This is the first time all three of us have watched yeah. this, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I, one of the things I meant to mention, too. That's, this is actually a first for the show, episode four. So it's yeah. one that none of us have seen yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, w- it'll be the opposite for the next episode, and we'll discuss that here shortly. <laughs> that's true, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> So I guess Will, what did you? Uh, where are you at with this one? Uh, uh, out of five stars, yeah, what are you I'm kind of, I'm kind of with Smoke. Uh, uh, there were, there were a lot of things in this movie that I think they did really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I, I don't think like giving giving a good flow to the to the movie, like where is this going? I don't, I don't think they really answered that. Uh, so I, I guess I would say, I guess out of five, I would probably give this. I don't know, some something like a, a three and a half, maybe three point two five, some somewhere in there. It's mm, pretty good. Um, and you know, some of those things might be better fleshed out, in the, uh you know, if they end up doing a remake, like you say, with Del Toro and everything, right. I think they'll probably come up with a slightly better ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, better ending, and yeah, maybe a little bit more explanation of things, and not that you need to have everything fed to you as far as what's going on, but I think more. Something more to grasp there, as far as the, I think you fairly, what dimen- the dimensional thing is. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you come out of this, be- uh, you know, with a fair understanding of what you know of what this was about and what was going on. Mm-hmm. But that could have been fleshed out a little bit more, you know, that, yeah, that aspect yeah. of it. Um, but yeah, smoke. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was. It's. I thought it was pretty scary, and for I mean, for a movie, well, to, to truly scare you these days, I mean. It, it takes a lot more, and but I think this one did have a got a good bit of creepiness, and and it all works. I think because of it playing off of people's you know traditional fears of the dark or things that move in the dark but not in the light, mm-hmm. or the thing under the, like I mentioned earlier, the thing under the bed or the thing in the closet. All those traditional scares have been done lots of times before, and they don't always work. I mean, you could make twenty horror movies using traditional scare tactics like that, and maybe only one or two would actually work. And it has that has to do with the director, the writer, the actors, the story coming together. I, st- I, th- I still think it's that, I think it's that thing of unease, like I was talking about, where the not that nonlinear storytelling helps with that. Yes, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Like yeah, you have, absolutely. You have to have yeah, that kind of thing behind it. it. Yeah, you have to have it something like that, right? That's different to twist it around a little bit, because otherwise it would just be a straightforward. Otherwise, you got poltergeist, or you got. I'm not saying the Poltergeist is a bad movie. I'm just saying that you just got some of the same things that have been done over and over again. And by, yeah, that nonlinear just yeah, kind of breaks it up. It's, it would be just be a carbon copy of almost every other, you know, type of movie that, you know, this falls under. So where, yeah. so where And I'm you... also glad that it didn't go the direction of like the paranormal activity. Cause I mean, there's just been plenty enough of found footage, ghost type movies. So yeah. I'm glad it didn't necessarily, I mean, there's a little bit of the, the camera when he had the camera to set up to, but you know, it wasn't going to go that way. It wasn't going to go like a paranormal activity type movie. Yeah, that's more surveillance. So, that's more of a surveillance shot than it is yeah. footage, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I hear you. And the Conjuring. I mean, I think the movie plays off a little bit of 
what's going on in the paranormal genre, you know, with the conjuring, with the ghost hunters and all that stuff, but does goes its own way, so to speak. Doesn't necessarily copy anything. All right, so where do you land on, on for this one on uh you know, out of five stars? Um, I'm inclined to agree with Willie's. That's what that's what my original rating was too, is a three and a half. Uh, myself, you know, I, I think it falls, you know, I, I think I'm going to agree about maybe three and a quarter. I don't know if I go quite three and a half, but I mean, you're splitting hairs here. I mean, it, it was, yeah. I guess in the end it achieves what it, you know, it wanted to achieve. Like, you know, it creeped you out. There's good jump scares. Um, mm. you know, uh, it's creepy in the it's right not place. The same as everything you've seen before. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I don't think, you know, to go with what we were talking about earlier that the, the Spanish thing really drug it down too much. I mean, I think considering that it was in Spanish, oh, yeah. um, uh, it could have, you know, because like you, True. like you said, Will, like you weren't looking forward to, you know, having to read the movie, you know, basically. But I, I think, uh, where, and I think I told you this before, Will, I think where uh, you had to read a lot, there wasn't anything else going on to dis- to disrupt that, you know? Yeah, I, I don't think that was on purpose. You know, I, I think they wrote the way they wanted to, and it just happened to fall that way. But, yeah, yeah, it was absolutely like like when, when the action was going to happen, the dialogue slowed down. Yeah. You know, when, when nothing was going on, the, the dialogue picked up. Yeah. And there's a couple of epic, like, uh, I noticed, uh, especially with the, uh, the guy that uh, played Yano, there's a couple of uh, epic type of scenes in there where, you know, he's just kind of talking. He has a lot of dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, where he's just sitting there telling the stories about how when he was a coroner or whatever and these couple of things that happened. Mm-hmm. Or when, you know, there's the long scene there where he uh, uh, Funes shows him the dead boy. I mean, that's probably like a damn 10 or 15 minute long scene right there in the middle of the movie where they're just, they're just talking. Talking. Oh. Yeah. When this boy's sitting there in the room, you know, it's like, this, that, once again, that in, uneasiness, like, man, these dudes are just shooting the shit and there's a dead, you know, corpse boy sitting there. Sitting at the table with a bowl of yeah, cereal with and a bowl of, <laughs> A glass of milk. So, yeah, I mean, I, um, but yeah, I, I think I fall around the same, you know, three and a quarter, three and a half, something like that. I think I'll probably give it three and a quarter, but uh, I, I did, I actually have already seen it twice. I watched it once through, you know, kind of, you know, uh, watching it and then you know i watched it again with the notes and everything like that so like uh yeah i did the same thing it, ha- it does have you know multiple viewings in it i think um mm-hmm. so I-, I definitely enjoyed it so i think all around i think we uh we're all kind of on the same page and i think we all enjoyed it yeah. even though that it is a a foreign movie so oh yeah yeah the one thing that keeps jumping that keeps jumping out to me about this movie is uh like like that one line where uh where they say, you know, don't believe everything that you're going to see tonight. Oh, right. Yeah. So, so are we led to believe that anybody died that night, or is that guy just going batshit crazy? <laughs> you, you know, like it could just be, you know, here's here's this part of the movie through his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I once again, I think these are things that could probably be fleshed out a little bit better on a, you know, with a Del Toro Americanized remake, you know. Yeah. Um, it'll still have a lot of the same flavor with, the, you know, Runya being involved, but I think these are things that can be better explained, you know, in the end. So you're, you don't come away with quite as many questions as we have for this one, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, can, I, I could see it either way. Yeah. And I can see his, uh, Del Toro's interest in it too, as far as it, that, 
Oh yeah, the creatures. It has a little bit of yeah, the creatures and the inner that that other dimensional thing and the creatures kind of brings to mind a little bit. Not that it was intentional, but a little bit of Lovecraft in there too. Yeah, because uh, these creatures from another dimension that exist in the same plane at uh, the same time period as we do, but they usually don't see each other type. And but until there's a, a doorway or a portal or something that connects the two. Yeah. So there's and I know Del Toro is a huge Lovecraft fan too. So there's a little bit of that Lovecraftian element in there slightly. But I can definitely see this being up his alley, so and him, you know, doing some good things with it. So. Well, but as I mentioned too, one of the other things I fault that, that if I had to find some fault with it, other than you know some of the other things we had already mentioned was like CG. Some of the CGI on there is used in some of the scenes maybe wasn't necessarily needed. They could have gotten away with like a practical effect, I guess. And I'm not like I'm not one of those people that are completely against CGI, but I just think it, you know it could be used sparingly and like only in scenes that can't be done convincingly with like practical effects uh like some of the scene remember they all got the guy under the bed the yeah. one scene where he looks under the bed and you know his feet are down here and his head's up there and then all of a sudden boom it jumps you know the cgi makes him come right out at you sort of yeah so, i mean it's a good jump scare but i mean i think hell it could have been done with practical effects they didn't even necessarily need to make it cg right there you know so uh, I think we're, you know, like I said, I think we're all on the same page with this one. So we, you know, if you've listened this far and you haven't, uh, you know, obviously you've been spoiled all to hell if you haven't seen it. But if you haven't, uh, you you know what's going to happen because we've already told you. But I would still recommend going and seeing it for yourself. So, uh, Will, since this is kind of your choice, what is the next movie that we're going to see? <laughs> uh, Return of the Living Dead. And what? Uh, Classic. What year did that movie come out? 85. Yep, yep, yeah, I got it right here. Yep, 1985. Um, <laughs> I will uh, read you the uh, brief IMDb synopsis so you can kind of get a flavor for what you're getting into. Um, when two bumbling employees at a medical supply warehouse accidentally release a deadly gas into the air, the vapors cause the dead to rise again as zombies. That's all you need to know. Yeah, I think gas uh, causing, you know, Zombies arise, deadly vapors, and all that. My fiance might say that happens sometimes if I eat Mexican food. <laughs> so uh, that'll be it's, the it's a massive rain to come along. So. so that'll be what's in store for you in the next episode: the Return of the Living Dead from 1985. Um, so I guess uh, we'll put a put a big bow on this sucker for this week. Uh, so join us uh, the next episode for that. And uh, until then, you can find us, or you know, if you have any comments or anything, you can email us at all American spook show at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at a, a spook show. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, you know, by searching all American spook show and, uh, the same thing on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel where, you know, we put up teasers for the episodes and everything. And maybe one of these days we'll get into more con, you know, like bonus content or something on that. You know, if we can ever get our, uh, stuff together to do these things on, on a more regular basis. um, so is there anything else you guys want to add before we sign off here? Well, I would say like, uh, uh definitely with, uh, some of the stuff that's been going on social media wise with, uh, uh, with the, uh, with the podcast, you know, like thank you to everybody on, uh, Instagram, especially yeah, and for, uh, uh coming through yeah. and following us. Yeah. And last year, yeah, we, we got a lot of followers uh, on there now. Hold on. I'll, tell, I'll pull it up right now. And I'll tell you the last time I checked, it was at well over 700. We are at, 733 followers so uh nice. on instagram now 
Facebook and Twitter, we still got a lot of work to do. I won't even say <laughs> you can look for yourself <laughs> if you want to uh, see how many's on there. I think we've got over 50 or so followers on Facebook, but, um, but yeah, I mean, any of you guys following us, like he said, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, you know, we appreciate it. Help us, uh, put the word out, you know, get it, send it out to your friends, uh, hit us up with some, uh, five-star reviews on, uh, uh, iTunes or, uh, whatever the hell it's called these days, Apple podcast, whatever, um, iTunes, same thing. Uh, that helps, you know, get the word out, you know, uh, any of these things, if you can help us out, you know, just pass the word and, uh, share us on all your favorite social networks because we're probably there. So, uh, I guess that's it guys. So until next time with the return of the living dead, I'm Josh. And Will. Brian. And there you go. Smoke, uh, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Who is this Brian going yeah. with us? Who the hell's that guy? Did he fill it? <laughs> he must be on the on the other side of the cabinet, like Yano. <laughs> Shards right. of glass and eyes. All right, until next time, uh, we are the All American Spook Show Podcast. Peace. Later. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. <laughs>